Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome to another exciting broadcast. We're going to attempt to ignite your faith on fire. And that's having faith in God through His Son, Jesus, and uh, God and His Word are one. So Amen. we, we want to encourage and challenge people to continue to have faith in God. And uh Today's subject, we're going to be talking about abiding in his love. I was just out about, I'm like, what are we going to talk about today? And as the Holy Spirit just dropped that one on me, abiding in his love. Because a lot of people don't abide in God's love. They think God's mad at them when he's actually mad about you. So they're not abiding in his love. They think they got to, and we talk about that on this broadcast a lot. They think they got to work for us. Right, we got to do something so he'll keep loving us. No, no, no. You just got to keep abiding in his love <laughs> there it is it's his love god so loved the world and and a lot of times i know this to be true we got to continually remind ourselves what god said you have to today i was just out and about you know and just talking to god about what he said in his word you got to remind yourself constantly because if you don't remind yourself about what god said about you and to you the devil's going to give you something to th- ponder on, to think about. So you got to fill your mind up. That's what the scripture says in Philippians. Think on these things. Whatsoever things are good, praiseworthy of a good report. Well, what God said is all good. I like to say it's all God. So we got to think about it. And that's abiding in his love. When he tells you think on these things, well, you're now abiding in his love. If he tells you don't worry, cast all your care, you're abiding in his love. And it, it still equates to not just being a hearer of the word but a doer. You got to abide in his love. And a lot of us, you know, we, we, we forget. And we always say on this broadcast, you know, as Christians, we leak. So we got to constantly. Leaky vessels. Yeah, we got to constantly be filled up. And just to remind ourselves, and Paul, I think he told Timothy that, he said, I know you know these things, but I just want to stir you up. Because, you know, with Kool-Aid or juices that you make out of concentrate, if it just sit for a while, everything settles to the bottom. In order to get the full punch or the flavor back, you got to. Stir that thing up. So we're here to stir you up, man. We have to stir ourselves up on 
how much he loves us. And I just like, love that song that goes, oh, how he loves us. He, he loves us. And the scripture says in 1 John, by this we know love that he loved us first. Yeah, so now we, we can just go receive because he said, I love you first. And I want to refer to one more scripture before we let Richard Hoyt take over. In John 15, <laughs> Jesus said, abide in me and, and I in you. He wants us to be have that oneness. Now, <laughs> which, yeah, okay, what you got to say on that, Brother Richard? <laughs> abide in me. So anyway, in John 15, he talks about that. And uh, there it is right there. 15, 7, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so will you be my disciples. And that's what he said. That's the command. You abide in me and my words abide in you. And that's just like him abiding in us, his words. And again, that's back to biblical meditation. you got to constantly meditate on what God said. Right. Where are we going to put our mind? Are we going to put our mind on the things that we want to do? Are we going to put our mind on the world? Are we going to put our mind on God? Are we going to be thinking about the things of God all the time? People say, well, I have to work, so I can't be thinking about the things. You can be thinking about the things of God while you're at Because you're always thinking about something. Your right. mind is always going. You can <laughs> Thoughts be thinking always about entering. it at school. You can mm -hmm. be thinking about it anywhere. I had a discussion with somebody last week about prayer in school, and they were saying it's just terrible that you can't pray in school. And I said, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. You can Every pray student can silently. pray all day long. Yes. That doesn't mean you have to stand up in front of the class and talk out loud. And get on a soapbox. But you can pray right there in the classroom. You can pray while you're at work. He's like, well, they won't let me pray at work. No, they probably won't let you stand up in front of everybody and lead an outward prayer. But you know what? You can pray in your Richard, own mind, I in your own heart. I ride my bike all over town. And you know what I'm doing as I'm riding my bike? I I'm doing a lot of things. I I'm enjoying the sights, obviously. But I'm meditating on the Word of God, and I'm also praying. I'm praying for the city. I'm praying that God's presence would just saturate this city from center to circumference. I'm releasing his presence, his power, his love, his glory, his majesty over the city. And I have a right to do that because I'm an ambassador. I'm a minister of, of reconciliation. And I'm a child of the most high God. here's the thing. You didn't have to bow your head. You didn't, didn't have, have to do close none your eyes. You didn't have to do nothing. Kept my eyes open. You huh? on your knees. Nope. For some reason, there's this crazy idea out there that you have to go into some dark closet. Nope. You have to get on your knees. You have to close your eyes. You have to bow your head. Other than that, you're not really praying. I did it all while getting to my destination. Right, with your eyes, with eyes open. open. Uh, waving at people. Right. Yeah, See, that's do. what people don't realize is that you don't have to have your eyes closed and your head bowed to pray. You can talk to God with your eyes open. You can talk to God while hey, you're at work. And, you can and, talk and, to him in your car. And here's you can the talk thing. Anywhere. Remember I said the Holy Spirit dropped that on me? And God will talk back to you. Right. Through his spirit, he'll drop something on you. See, he told me what to thing. talk about. I was somebody this the other day. Even if you want to talk out loud to God in your car now, everybody just assumes that you're on the phone. Right. So they don't think that you're so crazy. So it's easier. Or you have some kind of, man, you know, I used to say, man, look at that person. They're talking to themselves. Now they just assume you're on the, talking on the phone. Yeah, or just play it off. Here, just put your, put your Bluetooth in your ear and just uh, <laughs> act like you're talking to somebody, but you're talking to the Lord. There you and go. And you just talk all day. And God desires. I was just reading, a, I forgot what it was in the New Testament. Saying, don't, you know, be mindful that God's a jealous God. Meaning he, he loves to, to have those one-on-one -on -one times with us. And anybody that's married understands that. Your spouse loves to have that intimate time with you. God doesn't mind us talking to him and, and, and thinking about what he said all the time. He loves it. So uh, we can do that. Yeah, and people say, well, God probably get tired of me coming with the same issues. 
No, God wants Come with to a new hear. one. <laughs> but I mean, God wants to hear from you mm-hmm. all the time. Right, he does. Yeah. I mean, what, what parent doesn't want to hear from their children? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, it was a long, hard day. I had a long, hard day at work, and I just wanted to sit down and take a break. I didn't really want my kid right there, right there bothering me right this second. Thankfully, God is never like that. You know, we just had Mother's Day recently here. And not every mother is perfect. Father's Day is coming up. Not every father is perfect. But our Heavenly Father is perfect. Yes. He, everything he says is perfect. Everything he does is perfect. And so we always have him no matter what else is going on in our life. Amen. And back, I'm going to go back to uh, John 15. We'll look at verse 1. Jesus speaking here. He says, I am the true vine and my father's divine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And I like this verse, verse 3. He says, you are already clean. He's talking to me. He said, Vince, you know why I'm already clean? Because I'm in Christ. As long as I stay in Christ, I am already clean. Some people need to tell the devil that because he like, he's the accuser of the brethren. He likes to condemn you. You got to go back to, see, meditate on this. You are already clean. Look, because of the word I have spoken to you. Well, you spoke to me. Uh, I love you first. Oh, I'm already clean. If God said he so loved me, I guess I am clean. And it's not, it wasn't based on performance either. I didn't have to do anything to get clean except receive his son, Jesus. But he loved me before that. Before Christ died, God sent him as that atonement. Before the world was formed. Here it is right there. Us. And see, and that's what we need to think on, meditate on. That's what, referred, that's what it means to abide in him. You're thinking about what he said all the time. And, and God loves that fellowship with him. That's intimate time. He loves it when you, he was just telling me that as I ride my bike, just talking about all the things he said in his word. And I was just meditating on him and, and re- reminding him of what he said. And I was thanking him for, uh, What's that word I'm gonna look for? The good thing, the good work that he started in me, finishing it. That what he began in me, he's able. What what I committed to him, he's able to keep. And what he started in me, he's gonna finish it. And you know how it's gonna get finished? As I keep meditating on it, keep reminding him of it, keep reminding myself. Well, I have a future. Jesus said that he came that I may have life and have it more abundantly. I keep thanking God for that. I was thanking him for it. Thank you, Lord, for abundant life. Not just life, life more abundantly. Thank you. That I'm redeemed and reconciled and restored back to you. And, and, and all the benefits that come with that. Just see, thank you. See, the devil wants to tell us life's a bummer and then you die. That's what he wants to tell you. And yeah. if you listen to him, he'll go ahead and tell you that. As and much as you listen to him. There's no hope in the world. There's Nobody cares about anybody anymore. Everybody's just out for their own their self. Everybody's just greedy. And he'll uh, tell you that. That's why God says, no, meditate on my word, what right. I said. But I mean, really, there are a lot of people that actually believe that, that you know, there's nobody yes. nice out there anymore. There's nobody that cares anymore. Everybody's just greedy. Everybody's just out for themselves. And that's what the devil would love to convince you of, because if he can convince you of that, well, now you'll think, well, I have to be the same way. I better look out for myself, too, the way everybody else is. And you just never, ever love people the way that God wants you to if you're always worried about somebody going to get the best of you. Well, and see, and the devil has no new tricks. As you were just saying, I was thinking about the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, and God's desire was to get them over into the land of more than enough, the land of milk and honey, the promised land. And, and they started accusing uh, Moses of leading them out there to, to, 
to work with God to destroy them. The same one that helped deliver them out of Egypt, they started pointing the finger. It's you, Moses. You're the reason that we got out here. Yeah, it's your fault. It's your fault, Moses. And then they did the same thing with Joshua and Caleb, too. <laughs> so you got to, and, and those guys, they fixed their mind on what God said. And that's you, you examples know, for as us. you say that, it just, it's incredible to me how they go out of the land of Israel that's singing really and dancing and praising the Lord. And then it's just a few days later, they're mad. You made us come out. We didn't really want to come. You made us come well, actually, out here. In, in the scripture said they wanted to stone Joshua and right. Caleb, the congregations. They want the same thing today. People don't, people can change, but human nature human is usually the same. Yeah, they want to stone without the messenger. The, without the Holy Spirit, the human nature is exactly the right, same. Right, right. Adam and Eve's sinful nature is the same as ours today. Anybody who thinks flows. that, you know, there was this weird idea when Darwin came up with the theory of evolution that man would get better, that through this process of evolution, man's thinking would get better, men would become better people. You know what? We're not still doing not this. without the Holy Spirit. We're, right. Without the Holy Spirit, the human nature is exactly the same. When Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, that's what he was talking about. People are still killing each other. People are still lying to each other. People are still cheating each other. People are still envious of each other. People are still gossiping about each other. Nothing's any different today in the human nature than has ever been from the beginning. Well, Man is not evolving, getting better. No, and I, and I believe me, I'm in. The, we're in the people business as ministers of the gospel, and we get to encounter a variety of people every day. Now I know, Vince, you only deal with Christians, so no, you never I deal with have everybody. any problems. You no. never see anybody with any problems. I'm a Everybody's community activist. I'm a businessman. I'm out and about in the community. Shoot, I ride my bike around town, so I'm encountering all kind of people, Christians, non-Christians, and again, I see that common denominator. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I'll talk to somebody every once in a while, and they'll say, well, it's easier for you as a minister, and I say, what do you mean? They say, you only deal with Christian people. You only deal with church people, and so you don't see all the real problems of the world, and I'm like, well, what church is they them, going them to? the people that come into the church are the people of the world, so we actually do see most of the there problems of the go. world, those are the people that we're supposed to be discipling and bringing into the quote-unquote church. We see it all. I tell everybody uh, after a Sunday service, I smell like sex, drugs, and rock and roll from hugging everybody because we get all those people in the church tattooed up, smelling like booze, cigarettes. If you don't got, if those type of people ain't coming into your church, you probably want to examine well, uh, the ministry. We had to stand at the door, and we had to take their Christian card. From no, them, no, man. man. If you should remember. You can't remember. Come in. My house should be called a house of prayers. Uh, Jesus said it's the sick that need a physician. So them the ones we should, so we're going to hear all those stories. I, I hear them all. And again, our job is to proclaim. And demonstrate the gospel. And what what we always remember too is that even as Christians, people stumble and fall and miss. Oh yes, the yes. Because you're know, a Christian, don't mean okay. You got to clean. You are already clean, like the word says. But you are gonna miss the mark a lot of times. As a pastor, I miss the mark, and I ain't afraid to say it or ashamed to say. It. Yes, I do. But that's why. That's why we have an amazing. That's why we got Jesus. amazing grace. The I mean, grace we have factor. An intercessor in Jesus Christ. He's sitting at the He's right hand of the Father. Just to forgive us. Interceding. Yeah. And that's yeah. what his graces and mercies are new every day. That's for everybody, especially his children. They're new every day. And just think of it as a parent. We got kids. You know, they've been in our lives at least for 21 years, <laughs> at least to 19. How many mistakes have that child made in that 19, 18, 20 years of living in your household? 
being under your tutelage, your guidance, hundreds. And they make all <laughs> kinds of different kinds. Right, and you still love them. And you know what? Sometimes they make the same one over and over. And you it's still like love a, them. It's like a baby when they're learning to walk. Nobody says, oh, well, the kid fell down. That's all uh, that's that's that. that. We're done with him. Kick him out. No, you still love them. And that's how, and I always tell people, God's love is a million times more greater than us natural well, human that, parents. That goes back to the scripture. It says, if you, being evil men, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give you? Right, he loves us. And, and that's what we got to think on and meditate on. That's what it means to abide in his love. Again, not abide in his hate, his wrath, abide in his love. And you have to receive what God has for you, especially as a child of God. You have to receive everything that he has for you. I was reading today, I believe in First Peter, it says every good and perfect gift comes from above, comes from him where there's no variation, meaning he's no respect of a person. God says, you know, once you're in my family, you got the hookup. You got all the benefits afforded to you as a child of the Most High God. I tell people all the time that everything you have is a gift of God. Mm-hmm. The breath you have. People Whoa, say, well, we I talk- worked hard for it. And I say, you know. But this breath you got, you worked hard for it, huh? You worked hard. And it was through your brain, who gave you your brain? If you worked hard and it was through your back, who gave you the physical strength to do it? Everything you have is the gift of God. It didn't come to you because of your own hard work. It was the gift of God. You were able to do whatever you consider that hard work because of the gifts that God gave you. And here's the the declaration for that. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be glad in it. See, I mean, you're acknowledging God. If it wasn't for God. Yeah, yeah, you're acknowledging God. God, you. Uh, I told people yesterday, a lot of people didn't make it to see this Mother's Day. Some, there's some names in the obituary in the newspaper today. And aren't you glad yours is not in there? You woke up this morning breathing on your own. And, and that's enough to give God some praise for right there. there. You, you know, it's those little things we, Scripture says, acknowledge him in all your ways. We take it for granted. Yeah, yeah. Of course we ta- I woke up this morning. No, well, you woke up by the grace of, of God. Course, of course I could get up and walk. By the morning. grace of God. Of so I acknowledge him. No, by the think. grace of God. And we have to acknowledge God. God, thank you. You didn't have to allow me to wake up this morning, but you did. So I'm going to acknowledge you by giving you some praise. I'm, I'm going to say thank you. I'm going to say good morning. I'm going to be content today. <laughs> I mean, we just take so much of it for granted. And then we get to the point where, and, and I know a lot of people, they get up on Monday morning and they don't really want to. Man, I got to get up. I don't really want to get up. I hate my job, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it is amazing to me when you talk to somebody who has been out of work for any length of time and they get a job. Oh, they're so happy they got this job. Man, I just love it. I, gotta, I have this job. And then usually after a while, most people are like, oh, man, I got to go to that stupid The first job. six months, huh? it's <laughs> over. The thrill is gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then pretty soon, you know, it's not so much fun. And then pretty soon, you, you just kind of wish you even hadn't even got that job in some ways. And, you know, we've talked. There's that, that song, Frank and Diane, where it says that the thrill of uh, the thrill life, is gone. You, no, you're thinking life, of another. Life goes on long after, after the, the thrill, thrill of living is gone. Yeah. See, and, and that's kind of sad, actually, that life goes on after the thrill of living is gone. We should have the thrill of living all the time. Every day well, should be a brand well, we new, who are born again, day. We should be. You know, again, this is the day. And I wake up, you know, I, and I've trained myself to do this over the years. I wake up in the morning, actually, as I'm sleeping, you know, I hear God speaking to me through his word. Word I didn't meditate on, giving me some greater revelation or understanding of it. So I wake up in the morning just acknowledging God. 
and I don't necessarily open my Bible up. Sometimes I do, but I'm just thinking about what he said while I'm praising him and thanking him for allowing me to wake up. Because some people said that yesterday in service. Some people die in their sleep. Yeah, a lot of people. That's a good way to go. But say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go, that's the way I like to go. But you know, if I awaken, awaken another day, I, I believe there's a plan and a purpose for that. Right. God didn't leave you here by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for. I got another shot at the title because I, mean, I got he left up. You here? There's a reason why he left you. There's a purpose in the day for everybody. And we under, we know that the scripture says over in Corinthians that we're being transformed into the image of His glory. We are. We're being, we're, we're little Jesuses, so to speak. Jesus is our elder brother. He's our Lord and Savior, but he's our elder brother. That's why we refer to each other in the body of Christ as brothers and sisters. We're in a family. And so the elder brother was the example, the sample son of how we can operate on this earth without, you know, fear, without limitations, without guilt, inferiority. He was the sample son. And I tell people, just remember, that's why it's good to study the Word of God. Joe, go back and remember the life of Jesus, how he walked, how he talked, how he carried himself. And that's how we, the Scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the sample. So you got to always, that's abiding in him too. I'm remembering what the Scripture said. I'm remembering what God said in his Word and and. I just go through my day meditating on that. Earlier you like said that. guilt. There's too many <laughs> Christians oh, yeah, get who are me. living with guilt. Guilt over things they said, guilt over things they did, and they're still living with that guilt. God has removed the guilt of that sin from you. As far as the East is from the West, he'll remember it no more. It has been cast aside. And, and, that, and yet there may be something you need to meditate on. <laughs> and yet somehow we want to live in that same guilt that, that we're still guilty of it or we still feel badly about it. And God wants to free us from that guilt. And with that said, you got to meditate on Romans 8. Well, Paul, the apostle, the one that really should have been guilt-ridden out of all the persecuting to Christians that he did. God gave him a revelation that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. Who so walk not after the flesh, but sin. after the spirit. See, that, that sin guilt is gone. It's gone. Well, shoot. But the devil, he wants to come along and you tell know you, what? hey, guilt. remember Vince when you did this? Hey, well, remember Vince how you used to be? I don't have any Richard guilt about mistakes I did yesterday because I confessed them. I, gave, I, I talked right. to daddy about him. Daddy said he's faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. It, it, with, when I come to him and tell him about it, just like with a parent and a child. If your kid don't come and tell you, it may be some harder reper repercussions. But if you come right and daddy, uh, I did this, you know, you're going to really go light on him <laughs> or her. But if they try to, that's what Adam and Eve did, you know, initially. Sin, sin conscious make you guilty. When they, when they did what God told them to do, they went and hid. Instead of coming to him. And again, condemnation makes you want to hide from God. You don't want to pray. You don't want to come to church. You right. don't want to read your Bible. And, 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 and it steals your fate, too. Yeah, it steals your fate. Well, you know, the devil loves to come along and tell you, hey, remember when you did this? Oh, yeah, God can't possibly forgive you that. You and, know what? You know, it, nobody, and you'll never be able to forget that. And he'll always be eating at you. If he and, don't bring a relative, he'll get you in your private time. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get you in your private time when you're alone. And try to beat you up in your thought life. Talked about that yesterday at the service. Yeah, you know, it's just amazing how much the devil likes to use old friends or 
or family members to remind you of what you used to be. Oh yeah, constantly, constantly. You know, but remember, but remember well, then see, then we got to be reminded of what he said in his word, forgetting those things which are behind and press, press forward towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. See, that's what it means to cast down. Every thought, every imagination, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When an enemy comes to a relative to remind you of your past, your job is not to receive that thought, cast it down, and replace it with what thus said the Lord, what's written. And now, your relative ain't going to understand that, but you still got to declare that. This is, I'm a new creation. And then we need to always do that with others. Oh, yeah. You know, because not I, just relatives, talking, you got to do it with some Christians. About forgiveness on Mother's Day. And. We always want forgiveness, so we always have to be willing to forgive. Mm -hmm. if, we, if we always want, if we go to somebody and say, I'm sorry, we expect them to forgive us. We need to be willing to always then extend that same forgiveness to others when they come to us. Well, that's the rule in the kingdom. That's the rule. If you want it, you got to extend it. Whatever you want in the kingdom, you have to give that first. You got to be willing to extend that also. And then we talked about love. And I love the part where he says in 1 Corinthians 13 there, verse 4, the first thing he says about love is, love is patient. We have to be patient with each other. I mean, if you're going to be any kind of relationship with anybody, you have to learn to be patient with them because they're going to do things that you Pick didn't you necessarily <laughs> want them to do. I mean, it's, it's you know, I use this for Mother's Day. Mothers and their kids. Kids are going to do something. going to test your patience. Spouses are. Me and my spouse just last week we had a we had a nice debate where it ended up with us uh, asking each other f for forgiveness and extending apologies towards one another and we did it well in obedience to the word because we understand our marriage is a marriage made in heaven or well, how does heaven do things Thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as in heaven well I got to remember that when I'm me and my wife have a discussion or a debate. We got to come back to what the word says, line it up. Okay. We got to forgive one another. Now we're back. We're back on that road, that righteous road. Never got off, but right. in see, life well, you're going to have. The, the, I tell people all the time, if you're married for longer than the reception lasted, then you're going to have issues. Right. So gonna have work out. Gonna, gonna, my wife and I, we don't see 100% eye to eye 100% of the time. Most of the time, we do. But there are times we don't see eye to eye. Right. And that's the way it's going to be for anybody that's married. And yet you learn because of love, you're patient with them, you're kind to them, all those things that he lists love is, and then we're able to work through so you don't all stop, those So you don't things. stop loving your spouse if you have a disagreement? Right. Well, because they want to eat Chinese and you want to eat Mexican. Well, no, I, don't, I don't love you anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Faith on Fire. And again, we're, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you also, if this broadcast is a blessing to you, why don't you consider just sowing a seed into this ministry? And you can send that love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. And remember, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, 
California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.